time at a presentation where, like a vendor, looks you in the eye and says, I've got a good feeling about this person. That's Hi everyone, I'm so excited. We've got one of Plate's top agents, Tristan. Now Tristan's going to tell us a lot. He is a million dollar agent and he operates out of Brisbane and this guy is got lots of stuff that you're going to hear that's going to blow your mind. Tristan, how are you? Tom Craig, thank you very much for having me. Have a chat. Mate, I'm so pumped to have you here. I don't want you to get nervous, but there's out of the 17,000 agents that this blog gets, I'm going to make the assumption the open rate's around uh, 40%. Out of that 40%, there's some young agents out there watching this, and they're looking at a guy that's writing over a million bucks in GCI, um, can I ask you, how long have you been in real estate? Uh, nine years. Nine years? Yeah. Okay, you've been in real estate nine years. Um, what's your current team look like at the moment? Uh, so we've got four people in my EBU. Um, my wife is one of them and she's invaluable. We've gone through a couple of shifts probably in the last 12 months just in working out the right sort of dynamic for our role and who's doing what. Um, but it's basically myself who's you know, listing and presenting and negotiating and OFIs and all that stuff, all the dollar productive stuff. Um, my wife handles all the admin. I'm very fortunate she's an ex-property manager of 11 years, so she's fantastic at taking all the bushfires out of my life, and I've got to say it's been a revelation in that sense with the day-to-day stuff, and I would recommend everyone didn't look at property managers from that point of view. Right. Um, and then we've got one other person who's a bit of like hybrid admin sales, can fill in for Samantha if she's away, so you can obviously have two kids, which helps. Um, and then also she does a lot of the sort of sales stuff as well, and then we've got a full-time buyer's agent, associate, whatever you want to call them. So. Okay, what area do you work in? Uh, Nunda. So we work in Nunda, but our core areas are like Wavell Heights, Jibung, uh, Kedron, which we're number one in all three suburbs there. We have a very large market share in Wavell Heights, about 50%. So what's roughly the price, uh, your average price? My average price sits around sort of 550 to 600, probably about 580 at the moment, um, but our area is typically around 480 to 500. Okay, so all the agents out there that are saying all the million dollar agents are selling million dollar properties, not so true. 600 grand average price or just under it. Um, Tristan, you've been in real estate for nine years now. In those nine years, you've learned a lot of things, and Absolutely. I've given you no preparation at all. No, we're no, at, this is this. We're here at the on place, the fly. on the place we're at the That's place. That's on casual threats. This is how I go to work. He doesn't go to work <laughs> like this. Um, nice shirt, Lonsdale, Thank London. Thank you very much. Yes. Okay, but he's going to be wearing a black tie soon because the uh, place awards are on tonight. Yep. Where this is being filled at the uh, the Versace Plaza Versace. Can't say it, but it sounds good, right? <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds like spaghetti. Correct. So Tristan. What are, what are the, in those nine years, what are some of the learnings, let's, you know, if I, I want you to think about what are some of the learnings that successful agents do? What are the things that you've done that have made you successful? Oh, there's, there's, there's so many things, I guess. Uh, one big thing, if I ever impart anything onto the younger agents, especially, like I'm 31, um, and a lot of people think they're a bit older than that. Um, it's all the young agents, don't be afraid to learn from your elders and your peers. There are some amazing agents out there. The one thing I've always found about top agents is they're all open books but I think a lot of people are afraid to approach them like there's some immortal football player but most of them are really decent people and will actually open up to you quite a lot so I've always sort of picked bits and pieces um, I could quote 15 agents here there's probably three that have been really inspirational to me Andrew Dean in particular uh, as, a, as a competitor particularly he really used to annihilate me in the marketplace I started in Paddington and he's always been a top agent in the country and um I remember I'd come after his sort of jet stream getting beaten in the listing and I, and this is one of the core principles of my business today I'd say to the people can I ask you why Andrew like, why'd you go there Tristan we liked you more but we just felt Andrew would get the better price and you go well, hang on what, 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 that doesn't make any sense to me and then I realised it was about the end of the day they kept saying the one thing 
we felt Andrew was at least going to have a go at our price. We felt Andrew was going to at least um, go out there and get us every last set, whether it was our price, more than our price, or below our price. Ultimately, he was going to give it a red-hot go, better than anybody else out so, there. So, Tristan, the learning there is you've got to give vendors hope, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I think you've got to give them a fair crack. And uh, if I can digress for half a second, my, my, my cousin's a cardiologist, and I love talking to Greg because he's a real interesting kind of guy, one of the leading cardiologists in Australia. And I had a coffee with him one day, and I was talking about different agents, how he interview agents about his house. And he said to me, geez, I'm so glad agents aren't um, doctors. And I said, how do you mean? He said, I'm a cardiologist. And he said, you know, as I said to these agents, I want X. And they went, oh, geez, it's probably about 50% chance that one is out there. And he said, okay, so... Are we going? I don't know if I want to take on the work. And he said, 50% chance at a serious fee. I mean, cardiologist, good house. And he said, now reverse it. I'm your cardiologist. You sit down with me. And I say to you, um, geez, there's a 50% chance you can survive the operate. It's on that basis. Let's book up the funeral parlor. And um, yeah, that's good. You got 50% sounds good. 5% sounds good. If your yeah. life's on the line. But a lot of agents aren't even willing to have a crack because unless they're a short and easy deal, they're just not interested. And, and I've got to say, I think we really, Stephen Bradbury, a lot of listings in our team where we've walked in and the first three agents prior to us have just spent the whole time arguing with the vendor on price and the, our best advocates are built from the ones where we didn't argue, we said, let's have a crack, we're not worried about price, we're worried about the process. Let's go out there and just hit it hard. So, so, so at the listing presentation, there's a key takeaway point, viewers, talk process, not price. Absolutely. Don't get into the debate, you're right, I'm right. It's oh. not a ping pong match on who's right. It's not, and I, I say to my, my vendors all the time, you don't need to pay me 2.5% of the balance, whatever commission we're charging, by the value of your home to tell you your house is worth what you want. A buyer will come in here and do that for free. Right. So I'm not there to argue with them. Right? Right. We're on the same side here, right. yet most vendors and agents start off a wrong foot straight from day dot. Okay. And the amount of times that we've gotten that price well over what the other agent thought was possible, they're the screaming advocates. And that's really why my business has just exponentially grown in the last couple of years, especially in an area where we had no profile two years ago. We started cold start, you know, 18 months ago. Um, and... We just went in there, and if anything, it was a bonus because I didn't know anything on price in half those homes, and people go, what do you reckon? I'd go. Okay, so okay. one of the takeaway points is, as you're listening, viewers, <coughs> talk process, not price, give people hope. Don't sit there and say, um, our job is to work out the price today. The job really is to work out who's going to be the person discussing the price with a buyer. That's really what the conversation is about. I, I had a great agent from South Australia back in my half courts day say something to me. He goes, most agents try and be valuers. People hate valuers. He said, we, we, we set ourselves up to be villains from day one because we try and be valuers, not an agent. And I think it's a very big difference. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Tristan, number two, what else is it that you think good agents do? Um, I think mental fortitude is a really big part of that. And that's probably the one thing that I've really sort of instilled in myself over the last five, six years, especially. The what's that mean to you? What's fortitude? It means if you have a deal crash, don't neck yourself over it. You know, I have a bit of a joke and there's days where I'll say hide the bath and hide the toaster, you know, like in our, in our office. But, you know, um, don't let it get you down for long. All the good agents are like rubber. They just bounce back so quickly. Um, uh, one of my big inspirations is Darren Lockyer and I'm very fortunate I get to talk to Darren quite a bit through work and he always helps me out with charity stuff. Um, and, you know, if you ever watch him play, he never got angry, never threw a punch, never yelled at the referee. But the one thing I always found about interesting about him when he played, he was inspiration as a kid who played footy, was that you could watch 12 minutes into a game, they'd be down by two tries, and he'd walk around and go, calm down, calm down, it's okay. It's okay, it's only 12 minutes into a game, why wreck the next 68 minutes, calm down. And that's probably one of the big things for me, is that um, uh, last year in particular... I was very, 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 very sick in the first quarter. I most people don't know that. Like, I'm doing you know, between three and 500 grand a quarter in fees now. I did 72 grand this time last year. The doctors did tests. They thought I had leukemia. I was really ill. And, um, and I remember I said to Steve, my principal, I said, mate, geez, I don't know how I'm going to have a serious crack at 
the top five this year with the quarter I've just had. Um, and I sort of have to go away a bit of time to reflect. And, you know, I looked at it and went, it's one quarter of four, but it's so easy to write off the number, whether it's self-sabotage or write off a year. It's just so easy to go, no, nah, don't worry about it. And I was very lucky. I had great support from my principal who said, okay, well, are you going to give up? I said, no, I'm not. He said, okay, well, what do we need to do to get you back on track? We need to really sort of turbocharge you this year. And he really forced me into going to a bit bigger EBU than I already have. But to me, Tristan, what you're saying is don't let a bad day make it look a bad day. Oh, everyone has bad days. And, you know, I mean, every time I have someone who yells at me about a ma- something in the mail, I'll have, you know, I've got a little box dropped from you and it's the end of the world. And I, bad. I go, really? Before you hang up, I want you to ring the oncology ward at the RBH. And I want to t- tell them how bad your life is because you got a flyer in the mail. Just take a reality check for a second. Yeah, people, there's so many people out there have way worse days than us. Number three. Yep. Number three. Um, Mental fortitude would just come yep, from what Look, I think probably one of the big sort of changing points, me and James Curtin in our group, yeah. going normally number one, um, he said it's about being on Seller FM, and I love this saying. What's that, so, What's that, So here we go. Yeah, so this is something that I really... Seller FM. Seller yeah. FM. Write that one down. Um, everyone needs probably just a can of Red Bull at this point to keep up with me. Um, so... Seller FM, what he's talking about is, you know, when you, you know the old school radios, he's sitting there tuning them, you get a bit of crackle, you can still hear the words, yeah. a little bit less crackling, you can see the bass line, and all of a sudden, bang, you're crystal clear. You can hear that song, and you're bouncing away. And Corey's one of the gem wise, will never know that feeling, because everything's digital now. But I encourage you to go out and get a really old, crappy radio. And even now, my daughter's got a little radio where I have to tune it for her at night, because yeah. she plays it during the day. And that frustration, but the reward of hitting that clarity... What Cell FM is, I think a lot of people go into a presentation, a vendor meeting, whatever you want to call it, and they talk to a vendor what they think they want to hear, what they do want to hear, and then one day, and you'll have that moment, if you continue with this, you'll have that one day where you just hit Cell FM on the absolute, down to the decimal point of where their, their channel is, and all of a sudden they're going, yep, yep, I get you, I hear you, yep, no worries at all, and they're listening to you, and I'm, I find I just operate in that bandwidth now, where my sellers get me, I get them. If anything, there's a lot of reciprocal stuff, where like we, our little girl, we nearly lost her about three or four months ago, she choked, and I had so many amazing text messages from my vendors going, totally understand, I hope she's okay, so, take all the time so, so, so Tristan, there's a time at a presentation where like a vendor looks you in the eye and says, I've got a good feeling about this person. That's, that's, that, that, that's what you mean, where they tune in, you're both there, you're present, you feel that whether it's energy, you just feel, you know that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and the one thing that probably will mortify people, I'm, look, I list a lot of property. You know, I think like this year we've done 160 properties. We've 160 listings. 160 listings, yeah. Um, and, um, and, you know, people go, oh, what do you do, this, that, the other. In my presentation, in all honesty, I don't bring an iPad. I use very little visuals quite often because I think, A, it's a crutch and a bad one at that. It's also a distraction. I am very AD. So what do you, what do, you do with the presentation? I talk to people. Right. Well, I have a conversation. I love Daryl Davis to say, hey, go to a listing conversation, not a listing presentation. Present means you talk to, I talk to you and you listen maybe. Conversation means I talk, you talk, we both listen. Right. And so I'll, I'll quite often sit with them and just go, you know, look, and I say to people quite often I sit down. I've been doing this for nine years. I love this job way too much, which is true, and you could be passionate. Um, <clears throat> I can talk real estate until I'm red in the face, but what do you want to talk about? And most of them go, thank God, not another hour of dialogue, dialogue, script, dialogue, dialogue. Right. And sometimes it's two things. You know, I, honestly, the amount of listings I used to talk myself out of, and just, just a tidbit there, in my first year of real estate, my conversion rate in the listing was 20%. 20%. Now? Oh, no, I'd say 98% being that we probably don't get 2% we don't want. We just let what was. So if it's coming <clears> on the market <throat> and you're there, yep. you're going to get it. Oh, yeah, if we want it, if we want it. I, very, I think I've lost two listings that I wanted in the last two years. Right. And, then, and the rest we just let go through. What makes you a good lister? Um, not being 
afraid to lose. I think it's a really big thing. I think a lot of agents really put too much stock in particular listing. There's listings where I go, I want that one, or I like that one, or I more to people more than anything. I love the people we work for. I'm, I get excited about a $300,000 unit for people with good value to work for. What do, you, what, what do you say to an agent out there right now that's watching, that's thinking, you know, this guy's got 160 listings, and that's working out to, um, you know, I don't know, 15 a month, but I'm struggling to get four or five a month, or six a month. What would you say to that person? What would you say to that person to get, get you know? Because a lot of people aren't at one two, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people you're watching at, at 150, 200. Well, I was at 750 this time last year. 750. So, so you're so, 750 to one point two. Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so, not, what, yeah. so nearly doubled yeah. or close enough. So what do you say to someone that's at 150, 200 to go to the next level? Should they put on a PA? Um, at that point, 150 to 200, I probably wouldn't. Right. Um, I'd, I'd say a few different things. One, it took me 223 phone calls to get my first appraisal, so no one's born a genius prospector. Um, invest in marketing in yourself, for starters, because one, it will make you go and earn it back. It really, really will, especially when not making much money, I can tell you that. You're good at VPA, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's cr- look, I'm good at VPA if it's the right thing to do by your seller. I, I ha- hate the term vendor paid advertising because it almost insinuates that the vendor's marketing you, right? I, I, I'm a results-driven person, so if you're a vendor and I'm talking to you, I say, Tom, he, you know, we all sit there and we go, we care about the price and we care about this, and most owners go, yeah, right, okay. Here's the selfish part for me. So do you want to know what's in it for me? Here's what it is. If I rock your world, if I get you, on average, say, 9.5% more than what everyone else is going to get, you're going to go, go and tell statistically 10, 15 people about me over the next 20 years or 10 years, uh, but I'll get three listings from your result. I'll tell you why. Because one, you'll tell at least one person in the next 12 months to go and sell through me. Two, the buyer will give me their house to sell. And I think there's something like 30 of our sales last year came from the buyer who bought through us. For me, that's the ultimate flattery. That's the buyer of going, you got me. You got everything I had, right. you got me, right? right? You know, you did a great job. I want you working for me. And I've had buyers say, I want you to do to me what you just did to the buyer. So, so what you're me. doing is you're saying to the vendor, like, I'll get, a refer- <coughs> get referrals off you. I'll also sell your house and I'm going to pick the, up both And the buyer will give me their place. And the third one is someone down the road is going to go, holy moly, you got that for that. And, all, and I reckon in probably of the 10 presentations we do or meetings we do, seven of them are one of those three categories where they'll go, yeah, actually, I'm the one that went, yeah, there you go, down the road. Raving fans, raving fans. Raving fans. That's just talking yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and I think we underestimate how important it is to be good on the job that we're on at the moment. And we always worry about the next listing. I promise you now, and I, I was very lucky. When I first got into real estate, for my first couple of months, I hunted down some of the best agents in the country. I got to meet Bob Wolf. I had a really good chat with Bob Wolf. My favorite meeting, memory of Bob Wolf is at three in the morning, Harcourt's conference, absolutely drunk as a skunk, staring back the hallway to go to my room, and there's Bob Wolf in a hallway going, shh, because he was on the phone doing his vendor calls at three in the morning because the time difference in America lined up so he could, like, it was everybody was in the country. He is just driven as driven gets. Outwork the um, competition. Outwork the competition, the discipline. And, and so, you know, if you wanted to go from that sort of 150 to 400, and I really had that. I've got to say, I had a really good sales manager who, um, Adrian Kerwin, hello if you're out there, Adrian. Um, he, um, he really just grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and he actually taught me about basic business principle. I reckon if you could take someone from some, some of like a basic retail store and put them in real estate, that would murder it because they've learned the concept of you get stock, you sell stock, you replace stock, you get it. And it's funny because my grandfather owned a very big retail business for R&D. This guy goes a million miles an hour, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Red Bull, two cans. This guy, two, two Red Bulls. <laughs> yes, but how much, do you drink a lot of caffeine? I mean, uh, coffee I'm in the morning? No, I'm just naturally like this. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, the funny thing is that 
you know, you get taught how to replace stock and so forth. And he really taught me the basics of it. And he said, you know, said, I want, anyways, I'm going to give you a challenge. And I said, what's that? And he, and he said, six months, I want you to make at least 200 calls a week. And this is back in the cold calling days. And he said, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun unless you're a lunatic who enjoyed it, which I actually do. Um, and he said, but I promise you this. He said, you do this little six-month apprenticeship. He said, if you are unbelievably successful, I'll personally write you a grand, for 20 che- uh, 20 grand check at the end of it, right? He said, if you're not racking in at least two to three sales a month and consistently... So income, what was the goal? What did you have to do? I had to do at least 200 calls a week. Right. 200 calls a week. And he said, or, and this is really important, I think, or he said, I want you to be doing anywhere between 15 and 20 appraisals a week, right? And, and I went, okay. And a big changing point for me was that I went, well, I can either get better with my dialogues and get better on the phone and have a life, or I can just be an idiot and punch out 200 calls. And all of a sudden, the quality of my calls changed dramatically. And he also said to me, a lot of agents had this database of 4,000 um, uh, 4, contacts. Um, and he said, can I ring your database? And to prove the point, I said, yeah, no, a database of 3,000. He rang someone and said, oh, hey, it's Adrian here. I uh, just want to see if I can give you an appraisal. And actually, yeah, sure, great. No, no mention of me, right? And he said, here's my, my database that I've known for 10 years. He said, ring anybody at random. And I run And I don't think I've got to finish the first sentence. Hey, hi, it's Tristan from Hardwoods back then. Adrian is my agent. Click. And I went, wow. Yes, if your database is like that, Go hard, and um, and you know I've moved agency from where I was, and someone said, "Are you afraid of your principal getting your your, your database?" I said, "No, not really, because I don't think that's an issue anyway." But I said, "You know what? My database is out there. It's on RP Data. It's in the white pages." My oh, you know, go your hardest. Ring my clients. Door knock them. I have agents aggressively try and take my listings. We have people just pretty much saying that we kill kittens for sport at the moment to try and break us in the marketplace. And it doesn't work because if your actions are different and ultimately the results are there, people don't believe it. Tristan, we've got three minutes. Yes. My, all I can fit a lot in the three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get dressed too. So and yeah. you've got to get dressed for the awards. <laughs> okay. Top three game-changing tips before we go. If, 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 if Tris was meeting Tris day one in real estate, what are the tips you'd give yourself? Okay. Um, appreciate the value of a long-term arc. And I say this to my team all the time. Don't, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It really is. And I've had many people go, oh, I've had a big quarter, they've got you this year, T, but every year I'll be up in the top three, typically. Um, appreciate a long-term plan and the arc, and take satisfaction when halfway through that little arc that you're doing, or the big arc that you're doing, it's starting to pay off, right? You know, it, it's like farming. Do, do anything outside of real estate that's a long-term thing. Learn an instrument, play a sport, all those things where you get better and you get better and you get better. I promise you real estate is no different to anything else. If anything, real estate is a bit like breaking through that sound barrier. Once you get past that sort of three, four hundred grand a year fees, there it gets much easier, much easier, and you just grow faster, but it's very hard to go back from that unless you just shot yourself in the foot. Number two. Uh, number two, the prospecting side of things. And I'll say this to my team all the time, especially when I induct a new person in my team. Don't try and be me. Okay, don't try and sound like me because I don't think anybody can talk that fast. But don't try and be me because you will sound like me through you, right? The message is the same. It's from different agent to different agent because sellers don't change from state to state, country to country. I've sold houses where, for, once I won that suburb, I sold it for record. So you're saying Trump just get get the message. That I don't like the term dialogue because people go and go, Mister Mister Seller, but da 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 da. And I think sometimes they accidentally throw out my name, Danny Grant, from not because they're saying it word for word, you know. And I have people say all the time, "You're the first person to talk to us." Everyone else was just so robotic, Tristan. Right. right? Um, get what you want to say and then say it in your own words. And um, uh, we used to work with a, a young guy years ago, um, a Vietnamese Australian guy, and his English wasn't 100% perfect, but cheesy was a good bloke. And he used to flog agents who were polished and thought they were phenomenal, etc. You know why? 
because he was himself. He was genuine, and people just went. So authentic. Authentic. What, what you see is what you get. Authentic, authentic, and you know what? The message was still the same. I want to work for you. Get it? When they rang him at nine o'clock at night, no matter what language he had said that in, they would have gone. You're busting your backside for me. Okay, so, yeah, so the takeaway point there: if you're going to be using scripts and dialogues with language, you internalize them, you conceptually learn them, and what you do is you make them sound new. So, in fact, what you're doing is saying the same thing, but it's coming through your voice, the way that you <coughs> speak, your uh, tone. Number three, number three, number three. All right, I'm going to give one of the big ones here. Um, you have to have multiple sources of listings coming into your business, and one the big one for me is still the existing stock we're using, whether you. Happen to say, happy seller, the buyer to do current, great job. current listings, but there's multiple mail outs, all these different things allow us to have 160 all listings. All going at the one time. All going at the one time. We worked it out. So let's get, can we just run through <coughs> the four things that you're doing to have? So you, you've okay. got current listings, you've got mail outs. Yeah, mail outs. Um, other agent stock that's not selling, and I don't mean getting the owners here, we never ring other agents listings, despite what probably every other agent thinks. We don't. We really right. don't. We will send out a letter. And the letter doesn't say, oh, this took me years to get on seller FM on this, right? They'll say, oh, you know, um, made a poor choice an agent, or, you know, we can do it better. You know, we say to people, can we help you? That's literally what can we help you? Full stop. Can we help you? And that's all it is. Can I help you sell a house before or when you're on the market? Do you, do you need some help? And, and that's all it is. And people will come through my open homes and go, we're selling with them at the moment. How are you going? Oh, struggling. Do you want some help? That'd be great. That is literally it. There's no big secret to it. Um, so other agents listings, again, it's only a small portion of it. When the market heats up, it disappears. So if you build your business on that, you're not long for this market, in my opinion. Your existing stock and your existing clients is huge. Love the hell out of your clients. We do some awesome stuff. We give them a gingerbread house at Christmas time. We just gave away five and a half grand in Eka tickets. And now, from someone who hasn't come from an inherently wealthy background, like I, you know, my parents were great people and worked the guts out. Um, Mum worked for customs 25 years, Dad worked for the narcos and for um, uh, uh, social security um, and, you know, uh, both prosecutors, which is interesting. Right. So, yeah, it makes you a tough negotiator when you grow up with that. But the point I make is that it, it, I get great value when I get someone who goes, you know what, without you, we wouldn't be able to take the kids to the egg this year. That, that, that's like the royal so show. Yeah, that's, that's, real that's awesome. Why not? You know, like, I think we take this job way too seriously. I have so many agents that walk in and against me and they think they're being serious and being like this will win you the business and have a laugh, you know. Um, all right. So, I mean, we'll keep up but multiple streams. Tristan, thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your night. You've just heard from a million dollar agent selling 550, 600,000 average price. Thank you. Thank you.